Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? All right, here we go. Starting again. Um, hit the ground running or not, are we, with this oh, tail? It's, it's, um, it's very nice to be starting again, isn't it? I think. It, it's nice to be back with this yeah. team, definitely. It is, yeah. This is, uh, there's, some, there's some cracking bits in this. I know it's got a bit of a poor reputation. Now, but why I, has it got a poor reputation? Well, because I don't I, know anything about this story at all. So, so the it, the fan reputation is that it's um, like three episodes of filler. It's very dull, and the re, you know the reason it used to be four episodes and they had to cut it down to three because it's so boring. But I don't think that's true. I uh, I don't think that's true at all. Um, there's not a lot happens in it plot-wise. but That's what, that's what I was just about yeah. to say. I, I don't think it's boring. It's just not no. much happens. No. But what we do get, we do get some absolutely gorgeous character stuff and crew interaction. Yeah. Which is like my favourite business. Everyone's on their top form. Although evidently um, uh, William Russell was incredibly ill during this. He, was, he, had, he had to go to hospital, didn't he, during the making of this story. But I don't think it shows. No. no I wouldn't have known that no. if you hadn't said that. Yeah, that, yeah, didn't, that didn't pop up on the info track while I was no, watching to- it. Total professional. Yeah. Um, there's also the, uh, the the sort of fan fan knowledge that this was the script that was going to be the original pilot, and it isn't, of course, because it was totally rewritten. And I think they were quite back then. You had to be quite deliberate that you couldn't use ele- any elements because you'd have to pay. I think was it C Weber something like that wrote did the original sort of ideas for scripts for when they just before they made started making doc two and one of them was this one that was uh it was called the minuscules um and it was always it was kept for quite a long time that they wanted to do this um i'm not sure why i don't Um, know isn't that the story that they return to the school but they 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 find out that they're they're very very small yes it all took place in the school and i think the reason the reason in behind people going oh it they've just used the same script is because obviously this it was meant to be set in a school lab and they were going to be menaced in this and this has similar aspects um but from what i can gather because because the like c weber's script if it was ever done cause it, the, 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 the the thoughts are it never got past more than a, an outline but if they did get done they've not they've not survived um but I think they would if they would have had to credit him and pay him if it, they used any particular elements from it. Mm. Um, you know, they, they they would be too worried about him trying to sort of say it was plagiarized or something like that. But um, yeah, it it is a it's an odd little one. Yeah, and I it, think the the reason it's not appreciated more is probably the fact that it's surrounded by sort of much much more or much larger stories, isn't it? 
I think. Well, the one just before yeah. this, were, is it Reign of Terror? Reign of but, Terror, yeah. yeah. And the one after this is the Dalek Invasion of yeah. Earth, isn't it? You Which know? is like, you know, <clears throat> nothing's going to sort of come compare to that, is it, in the sort of the public mind, uh, wouldn't I thought. I know they um, they wanted to, to switch the, the, the order of these being shown because they, they thought they wanted to open season two on a massive sort of publicity push and so they wanted to do the Dalek serial first but of course with um, cast changes and that they couldn't really you know Susan leaves in one story and then oh she's back this week mm. um, so so they basically just put it out um, I don't know what the viewing figures were like for this one I saw the first two yeah. episodes at 8.4 million it stayed the same yeah uh, between one and two which um, is is they would have killed for that in later years, wouldn't oh, they? Oh, blimey, they, they would now. Well, now that would be seen as one of the highest viewed programmes on terrestrial TV. Yeah. Um, you know, if a, if a programme gets like two million now, it's seen as uh, uh, as a success. Yeah, bonuses all round if yeah. you've reached oh, that. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see what you think of it. All right. It's going to be an unusual one um, yeah. because we don't have an outright adversary this time. No. If you don't count the insecticide nor the shrinking process. So what yeah. have we decided to do, Ian, instead? Uh, well, I think we were going to do the, 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 the design and effectiveness of them being shrunk. So the props, the mm-hmm. sets. How does it come across? You know, how, how, how good is... The, the idea that they've shrunk how, how does it work mm. um, so I think we'll be we'll be discussing that um, because yeah the villain wise you have got a villain in it Forrester um, but he doesn't really he's not really a, a menace to the he doesn't menace them no in fact, it's the other guy, um, Slimer or whatever his name is, the, the guy who decides Smithers. to wash his hands. Smithers. Smithers, yeah. The biggest uh, threat is him yeah. washing his hands, it's washing basically. Hands. That's something, isn't it, when the biggest threat in a programme is someone using a sink. <laughs> I find that amazing that the cliffhanger yeah. to episode two is a man just about to pull the yeah. plug out the sink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Also, we've got to view this in context um, because, you know, back then uh, when this was transmitted, you know, what, five years before you'd had the incredible Shrinking Man, um, um, which was a Hollywood... It wasn't a B-movie, was it? It was, no, it was no, more it was an quite, A... Quite, yeah, it was a yeah. quite... Uh, 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 well, a reasonably budgeted for its time. It was, and it yeah. had, uh, had really good effects because yep. it had Hollywood budget. And then afterwards, of course, um, you know, two or three years later, we had Land of the Giants. Yeah. Um, so so you've got to put it in some sort of context of just Def- where this yeah. entered the uh, the public consciousness. And, and also, I think you, you need to take into account how, just how this was made and on, on the budget it was made. So um, the average cost for an episode uh, during this period, and it did fluctuate, was about £2,000, you know, money, the money then. But that had to pay for everything. So that paid for cast, crew, uh, props, everything so it had to be done on that. So I imagine the, the special effects budget for this was probably, what, about 400 quid, 500 mm. quid? It wasn't um, much. It wasn't a lot. And it was filmed in Lime Grove... There was a few filmed inserts, but it, it was all the studio stuff was filmed in Lime, Lime Grove, you know, a, a, a tiny little studio. Um, and occasionally, you notice how small 
or how close together the sets are, how small they are in that respect. But I think for what they did on the money, I, I actually think that the, the effects in this are probably better than in Land of the Giants, as far as the props and that concerned. Because in Land of the Giants, we had the big old fake hand. Oh, boy, didn't, didn't it look like that? a fake hand. Yeah. Uh, and the, an occasional large prop. But this, this is astonishing. You forget when you're watching it. Because, again, I, you're so used to like fans deriding it. And then you see it, and it's like, it's, it's pretty bloody good. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe as we go through the story, we should try and imagine what Land of the Giants would have done to yes. represent yeah. you know, the certain effects that we see. All right? Yes. So, shall, shall we go? Shall we... Yeah, uh, let's, let's, let's go through, shall we? So let's the, get going. Doctor, whatever it is mm. that's killing these things, could it kill us too? Well, we must presume that it can. So no eating or drinking until we've done our very best to find Ian, hmm? That's not thunder, surely? It sounded more like an ancient cannon. First thing I noticed, I got in my notes, capes! <laughs> the doctor's wearing a cape. Yeah, because this is a yeah. this is the carry on from not carry on, but you know yeah. ca- the carryover from carry on, Reign don't of Terror. Lose your head, yeah. Basically. <laughs> um, yeah, this this is back when uh, the good old days when everything was one continuous sort of plot line with different stories. So yeah, they've they've just escaped from the the French Revolution. Um, they're they're in the TARDIS. Um, written by Louis Marx, not Marks. the Dalek guy though, not no. not the the guy that produced the Dalek toys. I always used to get confused as a, a young fan. You thought it was one person I doing everything. I thought it was the same person. So, well, he's clever, isn't he? <laughs> Produces toys and writes scripts. What a good guy. Um, but yeah, the TARDIS is immediately in problems, isn't it? It's overheating. I can understand it, because we're overheating as well, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And isn't it odd now? I mean, we at the drop of a hat, they will put in the cloister bell warning sound yes, these yep. days. But to have a very... Uh, you know, earth-bound klaxon, klaxon just start yeah, going off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't done, like, fan edits putting the cloister bells on. The cloister bells so overused now. That, it is, it is, you know, yeah. It, and, and and it's gone off because the doors aren't closed properly. They're starting yes. to open. Yeah, this this is quite an exciting little sequence. That Yeah, the doors doors open mid-flight, or as they're coming in to, to land. And... Um, the doctor's just—he's terrified, isn't he? Hartnell's yeah. performance is great. He's really short with everyone. He's really worried about it. I do like when he says to them, "Go and close the doors," and they're sort of desperately trying not to put too much pressure on closing the doors because uh, they weren't the strongest of things. No, I, th- but, I think he might have been in a bad mood because during re- rehearsals, you know, every time he went to say the fault locator oh, shows nothing. It's the fornicator, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, he he had real trouble with fault locator. Brilliant. I think they should have left it in. Yeah. Susan, Susan, go and and look at the fornicator. Oh, yeah. Could have been a carry-on, couldn't it? Um, Yeah, we get to see uh, extra TARDIS rooms, then Susan goes to the fault locator room, Mm. um, and uh, we see this lovely sort of uh, lovely wall of computers, and Mm -hmm. uh, she looks at this little doll, and it's very, very uh, 60s sort of readout isn't it it's not not exactly they didn't predict computer displays no no um, but yeah I, I love it and she finds finds a couple of faults um but luckily the the doctor manages to to land the tardis or materialize don't know say land, I think, but but then, yeah, land um interesting as well 
I, and this is what I love about Hartnell here, is everyone refers to it as TARDIS, mm. not the TARDIS, which I, I like that. I think I think that's really good. And yeah, the Doctor's absolutely worried about this. He, he he's try he, he doesn't understand why Barbara and Ian can't realise the enormity. But this is abs- I love this, and it's such a good good little section. The Doctor's so rude to Barbara, but then immediately he realises he's been rude, mm. and he. He wholeheartedly apologises. Yep. He's lovely. It's like you want to cuddle him. Yeah. Um, this, yeah, this idea that that Hartner was the grumpy old man, it's bollocks, isn't it? He is. Yeah. He is so lovely. Um, I imagine this is this is Hartner himself coming through, isn't it? Because he could be a bit Tetri. prickly, but also people loved him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You say the word bollocks. I mean, it is bollocks that the. We're just about to find out that they've been shrunk, and it's because the space pressure was too great. Yes, space pressure. I thought of dear old Terry when I heard that. I love the idea as well that um, they switch the monitor on and the picture's too big for the screen, so it explodes it. But it's not, does it? It's a film of an explosion on the screen. It's brilliant. Yeah, but you um, wouldn't have noticed yeah. that back no, then in your, no, with your you your little television. Yeah, we'll we'll get that. I think a lot in this where we'll mention that the backdrops are not particularly convincing, but you would they would have been on, you know, four two five line TVs. Yeah, yeah. You know, I tell you what is is, is very clever here um, is that you know if this was Land of the Giants when they go out and they start to explore, you will have their usual you know. Um, you know, conifers, which are meant to suggest yes. blades of grass, you know. Um, but here, they seem to be in some sort of canyon or something, yeah, a this, gully. But this, it's a crack in the pavement, which is yeah, a brilliant idea. It's, it's great, isn't it? It's so well done. Because I wish they hadn't called it Planet of Giants as the episode title. Call it something else. Because this would have been a wonderful mystery. Because, yeah, you, they land in this canyon. And this, this first episode, the mystery part of what's happening... It's just so good, you know. Yeah, that, yeah you could that, have had a Planet of the Apes moment. Yeah, a, a, a shock revelation. We're on Earth, you know, all this time. Yeah, and it's because they sort of notice they go, this, "These are weird rocks." It's like it almost looks like concrete. But why would you have concrete under a, a massive rock like this? It's, it, it's really clever. Um, and they, as they always did, then they split up. Yeah. I love the doctor goes, you two, go that way. <laughs> it's like back to his... Yeah, which pair are going to find sure. trouble yeah. first? Basically. Exactly, yeah. Well, the the, the doctor uh, teams up with Barbara, and they work really well together. I, I like Barbara and the doctor. And um, they immediately, uh, they think they're on Arrakis, don't they? They find a massive worm. And isn't that well done? It's brilliant. It looks really good. Um, I like that the the uh, the... Doctor says it's dead, and Barbara's like, "Are you sure?" And he goes, "Yeah, death's got its own look." I'm not entirely sure that's true, Doctor, but yeah, get on. I don't know how how you've got such knowledge of how worms look when they're dead, but uh, it, it, it's really good, and it's um, it, it it looks really, I won't say lifelike because it's a giant worm, but it, yeah, it's it's very very good. Um, and then Ian and uh, Susan, they've gone to the other side of the tiny studio. And uh, they find what they uh, Ian thinks is might be an ostrich egg. Yes. But it's not round enough. And then we do get again. I said the the sets were quite small, so we we have to assume that again no one's got peripheral vision in Doctor Who. So they're looking directly 
in front of them and then Ian turns around to look at something else. Susan walks like one step and then goes, Ian, look at all this. And then the camera goes like three inches just in front of them and there's this big pile of dead ants. Uh, dead ant eggs. Yeah, and with one ant, ant on the top. On top, yeah. And it's a lovely model, isn't it? It's really, yeah. again, really well done. The way um, it sat there like that reminds yeah. me of the Martians from Quatermass and the Pit, the way it yeah, just sat there in yeah. black and white. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. And it, of course, I, I love it that Ian, Ian sort of says, you can't have giant ants. What sort of planet would produce giant ants? And it's like, you'll find out later on in this season, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, going yeah. to meet the Zabi. This is much more convincing. I also like Ian and Susan as they're walking along, how Ian says, um, there's dead ants everywhere. But you yes, never see them because yeah. they only had one model yeah, ant, didn't look they? Over it. Yeah, that presumably that was uh, expensive. I like uh, that they describe it as stiff as a poker. That's a phrase you don't hear anymore, do you? You I don't, don't have, pokers have pokers anymore. Do they? No, no. And, and up next is there, as I say, Planet of the Apes, their um, Statue of Liberty in the yes, Sand moment, yep. the uh, poster for, for Norwich, of yes, all places. Yeah. They, th- they think it's a, a big poster, um, and it turns out it's a seed packet. Mm. Yeah, with a lollipop stick through it. Um, I don't quite know what the lollipop stick and the seed packet are doing in the canyon bit, but then we find out later on they've actually exited the canyon onto the lawn. Mm. But it's a little bit difficult to understand that from the way they block the scene. There's a couple of bits like this where where stuff happens strangely. But, but yeah, they find this big seed packet. Um, and Ian, Ian is absolutely sure that they must be in some sort of weird ex- exhibition or like a theme park type thing because he just point blank this is interesting isn't it? it's like he's point blank saying nope they, we can't be shrunk and they can't be giant but then on the other team Barbara immediately picks it up and she goes with it Yeah, which is really nice sort of characterisation I think yeah it's when they find the matchstick isn't it and the matchbox yes. yeah the, doc- the doctor finds a, a matchstick um and like you say, a ma- uh, Ian and Susan find a matchbox. The matchbox is, again, re- all the props are great. This matchbox is really good. Um, but I do like as well, the doc- doctor immediately grasps what's happened. It's like, because Barbara says we're, we're on the planet of giants. And he goes, nah, no, they're not giants. We've shrunk. Because he immediately yeah. works out that that's what the TARDIS doors opening have done. Yeah, we're about um, the size of an inch, he says. Yeah. <coughs> And, and so, yeah, Go I was going to say we get this nice model shot, shot pulling up from the TARDIS to show the house. Yes, with a dun dun dun, I suppose. And immediately, as soon as I realise what's going on, and they aren't on a planet of giants, they are on Earth. They just small. oh, didn't you know? No, did you know? Oh, wow! I didn't know any of this at all. Um, but oh, as good. soon as I realised that they're in the yeah. back garden of a house, I had such a flashback to one of my old annuals that I used to read really? an awful lot. Yeah, in the early 70s, it's either a Thunder Annual or a Smash Annual. It was a self-contained story in very moody black and white uh, um, art. And it was about a father and a son, I think. I have to dig it out. I've still got it. I'll yeah. dig it out and, 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 and put pictures up. But, yeah, this father and a son... I think they go to like a professor's house and he's got a lab at the bottom of the garden and he's experimenting on a shrinking machine 
the shrinking machine shrinks them. They're stuck at the bottom of the garden. They have to get back to the house. And they have all sorts of threats from, you know, spiders and, yeah. and what have you as they're desperately trying great. to get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really good story. That's how I learned about wolf spiders. I remember there was a very oh, right. scary wolf spider in it. Oh, God, that would have terrified me as a kid. Um, do you think the producers of Honey, I Shrank the Kids read that story? Yeah, or watch yeah. this. Yeah, or watch this, yeah. This, this is actually uh, more enjoyable, I think. Um, we get some interesting uh, sort of directorial touches here because when when they're explaining what they think's happened, it cuts really nicely between uh, the Barbara and the Doctor and Ian and Susan saying mm. every other line. It's, it's really good. Very unusual for Doctor Who. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah it it does show up again that Ian is quite stubborn and Barbara immediately is the more um, she's open minded isn't yeah, she yeah she's open minded she immediately is like yeah I've seen I've seen a load of weird stuff up to now why not this mm. um, but uh, yeah it, it re- really good um, and then we get another pair don't we we get yes. Farrow and Forrester yes Farrow and Forrester um, Farrow is a government inspector type uh, and Forrester is our nominal villain. Although One look villain at him and it's like, you're a villain. Yeah. You're definitely oh, yeah. a villain. I think you described him earlier as swarthy. And it's like, yeah. yeah. He's swarthy, all right. He's definitely swarthy. He, um, I know him from um, Dad's Army, uh, the, the episode Battle School, when he's the uh, swarthy uh, Spanish uh, <laughs> captain that tries to teach him guerrilla warfare but of course he's 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 a foreign person so therefore you know hasn't got any class he eats raw onions and stuff and he doesn't salute the officer you know it's it's good episode it's worth worth trying that but that's what i know him from um but uh, yeah he he's discussing uh with um pharaoh that uh They've developed uh, a new form of insecticide. A lot of exposition in these early scenes, isn't there? There's a new form of... Yeah, basically, I think they'd run out of budget. So they just sat in the garden in front of this lovely little cottage uh, discussing the plot. It's great. It's like you wouldn't get away with it now. Um, But yeah, he... So uh, Smithers and... um, uh, Forrester. Forrester have developed, or Smithers has developed this new pesticide, uh, and Forrester is a backer, but unfortunately, um, Farrow has tested it very lackadaisically, and it's deadly. It's deadly to all life. But I do love that he's sort of going, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll phone this in because I'm off on my holidays now. He's <laughs> so laid back, and it? it's like, You've just shown that this this could destroy all life on the planet. I got plenty of time to tell everyone. Yep. And these people never never learn to tell their bosses first. No. You know, Before don't going go and to the confront villain. the person. Yeah, you're gonna. Every time I see this in films, and that's like, oh, just you know, send an email. Oh yeah, we're in the sixties, aren't we? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 a nice little uh, a nice little chat, and it's DN six. I think I haven't written it down. I think um, it was, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's they've they've decided to do this because um, world hunger, obviously, big thing back in the sixties. Um, I suppose it still is to the third of the world population that's starving. 
as I hear you eating your tea. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It yeah. is tea time here. Sorry um, to anyone listening that's starving. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what Louis Marx was passionate about, this, uh, yeah. th- th- this worry of these super strong insecticides. Yes. Um, and, but also at the same time, at that time, you, you did have plagues of locusts devastating crops. Yes, that's true, yes. Yeah. So it, 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 uh, it was quite in the consciousness yeah. at the time. Because we, we were like, what, three years into the... America heavily using Agent Orange in Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, and the, I think the, the stores were just starting, weren't they, that this might not be the best thing to do. Um, so, yeah, I think it was very topical, wasn't it? That, yeah. Um, it, I mean, it, it feels very prescient now, doesn't it? It's very... Oh, very much so. Very yeah. modern worries. It With shows all these idiots that then, want to kill yeah. off the bill bee population. Yeah. Um, speaking oh. of which, uh, yeah, we get a dead bee drop in. Uh, yeah. It, it just drops down, doesn't it? I, I totally forgot that that happened and yeah you hear this and then it's like two two <laughs> studio workers drop a bee onto William Hartnell it's great uh, again great lovely model mm. I don't know who I, I don't know whether in the behind the scenes you know who built all these props I do is it Shawcraft I don't know wow wait um, and see wait and see brilliant because they're, they're good props but yeah the doctor and he he sort of he he's realising there's something up here why are all these creatures dead um, I do like that he says to Barbara, it's a good job, really. And you can hear the producers in the background going, yeah, it is a good job. Because <laughs> I don't think they would have been up to having these things menace no, not the hanging, doctor much. H- hanging on a wire. No, yeah. no. <coughs> we uh, could um, have, like, the Green Death. We could have, yeah. The dragonfly thing. Ten years early, yeah. Um, and that's when um, Forrester kills Farrow, doesn't he? Yeah. And, and we get that really fantastic moment where Ian walks past his dead face. You don't yes, often see yeah. something like that in Doctor Who. No, well, it was doing these sort of um, overlay shots was incredibly difficult. Um, and, and it's, they, they did them all, I think they did them all, because they did, uh, there's a couple of shots like this in Web Planet, and I think they did them at the same time. Uh, and it was incredibly difficult to do. I mean, now, it just seems such a simple effect. But for Doctor Who to see this, it's amazing. It, it really looks well. I love as well that, again, I suppose because Doctor Who was meant to be at least vaguely educational, they actually do the correct thing that they never really did in Planet of Giants, which was because they're small, their voices are not going to be audible, and any sounds they hear are going to be massive to them. Yeah. Um, and I love it when, when they hear the gunshot and... The Doctor sounds like an old cannon. Mm. It's really, yeah, nicely done. Very good, the good uh, episode ending. Yeah, but what I don't get is, he says, you know, these are so big that their voices will sound very slow. I've never understood yeah. that. That um, you know, it's like in the Fly, isn't it? In the original Fly, yes. if you're titchy, your voice goes up really, really it's, high. It's because of the that your your voice is a sound wave, and you hear things by the sound wave hitting your eardrums. So because you're shrunken, the sound wave's going to be much further apart, so much oh, louder. I see. And, yeah, you've only got a tiny larynx. So, yeah, it, it, it's, all, it, it's all scientifically plausible. Um, but it, generally, most programs that involve shrinking won't do it because it cuts down on the drama. But luckily, we don't really get that much interaction between you know the the crew and the giants no it's all off screen isn't yeah. it 
except is, for, yeah. and here's the massive, um, you know, difference between this story and anything in Land of the Giants, and it happened a lot in Land of the Giants. Yep. If this was Land of the Giants, when the cat appears, it would be hissing yeah. at them. <laughs> this is just a shot of its eyes. It looks like your yeah. cat, actually. It does. I, it's really not. I was thinking, oh, I wonder if there was a cat on set or something. Um, but yeah, you just get a shot of the cat's eyes. Um, and, and yeah, that's enough for an episode ending, isn't it? It's really mm-hmm. shocking. It's like, ooh, what's the cat going to do? Um it and walks we, away. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Well, I love it. Episode two starts, and I love the doctor says, whatever you do, don't make eye contact. That's not really how cats hunt. No. I mean, also, I very often don't make eye contact with Maggie, and she will still attack my toes at night. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. um, also says, stand still, because we might be mistaken for mice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm presuming um, the, the, the producers of uh, Jurassic Park watch this and went, we could use that for our T-Rex. Hmm. If you don't move, it can't see you. Something else, again, cats will are, are very attracted to movement, but it's mm-hmm. not like they can't see you. Yeah, like, yeah. If you don't move, they're not that interested. Yeah, luckily, the like say, the cat buggers off. It's, it's bored at this point. Um, and then we get uh, Barbara tripping up, mm. which is like, that. I think in this entire story, that's the, the only thing that I went, because oh. again, I'd forgotten it, but it's was a little bit of a cliche i think certainly in this season and every susan was always hurting her ankle yeah. and now barbara um but yeah it's, it's a bit sort of oh barbara you, you can do better yeah um, but but you say do better but what is really good is you know the props are you know excellent the briefcase oh yeah you wow. know and the the ian is stuck in um, that's really good. I especially like the the attention to detail, um, the uh, the set of the drain that the Doctor and Susan are hiding in perfectly matches the real life yeah. set, even down to the little pebble that's just by the drain pipe. You see it's, it in in the wide shot of the real one, and they've recreated the little white pebble as well. Yeah, it's in- incredibly clever that, and it, it you've got this shot, they were like say the wide shot of the drain and then it cuts to the studio and they've built the drain and it you're right it's absolutely perfect um yeah the doctor and susan have run off one way Ian and barbara run off the other the doctor and susan have got to uh this drain that's um, very land of the giants they were yes, always splitting yeah. up and someone's got to rescue and there's always a drain or a, a, a little mesh cover on the yes. pavement going into yep. a house there's always something handy like that um I do like uh, the doctor sort of, you know, he's, he's sort of going about, he goes, oh, the, the smell of chemicals. And then later on, when they're going to climb it, he goes, uh, don't worry, the, 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 the smell means chemicals, so therefore it's... Uh, it's clean. It's clean. <laughs> Is that, isn't this story about chemicals killing people? Yeah. Like, oh, dear. Um, interspersed with this great stuff, though, we do get some of the story, don't we? So um, Smithers turns up. In the world's dirtiest lab coat. <laughs> What's he been doing? Terrible. Um, and um, Forrester rather easily just convinces him as to why he's killed him. Why he's killed... Um, uh, well, I've forgotten his name. Farrow. What's his face? Farrow. Hmm. Um, and and I, I don't know whether you're meant to like sort of whether sort of uh, Smithers is your 
you're meant to feel sorry for him. But he quickly goes along with it, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, this whole plot of, yeah, terrible. take him down, yeah. dump him in the boat. Everyone will think he's been drowned, yeah. you know, yeah. on his way to France. I don't know how that's going to work. Are they just going to, like, start the boat and point it vaguely in the direction of France? He's got a bullet in him, for goodness yeah. sake. Yeah. Yeah, well, he must have drowned. He's got a bullet hole. Shut up. Yeah. I love the bit Barbara and that fly. That fly is excellent. Yeah, the fly is good. We, um, yeah, we we finally get a uh, uh, a moving prop, living thing. Yeah, yeah. living. Because um, because the uh, they picked up the briefcase with Ian and Barbara, and like you say, it's a wonderful prop. It even looks like real leather, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I used it's to great. have a briefcase like and, that. Yeah, it's been popped on the lab table, so they've they've come out onto the lab table, and again in a really nice nod to actual uh, science their eyes can't focus particularly far so so Ian looks up and he goes is that a ceiling? I, and they can't see the edge of the bench as it would be because the distances yeah. would be so great it's really good um, but uh, yeah it, it, it's, it's one of those elements that again they didn't really use in um, Planet of the Giants uh, Land of the Giants. Sorry. No, no. Yeah. Um, the the info track at this point says that that fly uh, was borrowed from another production Ooh, at the BBC. Do you know what? Uh, no, it's totally wrong. It was made oh. for the show. Uh, oh. And I've got information about who oh, built okay. that um, um, at the end. Yeah. I don't, yeah, because I don't know what other sort of show would use it, to be honest. Yeah, I was thinking that when I was reading that, and it's like, what production at this time is going to have a giant fly? You know, but no, yeah. I looked into it and no, ah, no that's right. wrong. That's unusual for the info. You're normally the info tracks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, we've got Doctor and Susan coming out at the plug hole. They finally yes. managed to climb all the way up. That's a really good plug hole. That's been well represented, and the plug chain is really yeah, good. Yeah, the, the chain is good. The plug hole is great. Um, if, if they had have had a bigger budget, it would have been nice to see a spider coming up. That would have been a good, good little scene. I think that would have um, been a bit beyond them to oh, have a yeah, spider. I don't, yeah, it would it wouldn't have worked, um, but yeah, they they've climbed out and they're, uh, luckily, I mean, uh, Susan's calling for Ian and Barbara, and luckily the sink acts as a yes. like a, 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 like a sound mirror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention that. But uh, Barbara faints at the fly, and you think, oh stupid, why is she fainting? And of course, it's to suggest she's starting to get ill. Yeah, you know, uh, we don't know that, but we know no. it from her reaction when Ian says the fly's dead. Look, it's touched yeah. the seeds; it died instantly. I love the fact that you know she knows what's up, but she 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 doesn't tell Ian straight away, yes. does she? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's some really good acting, um, and of course, episodes three and four were truncated into one episode, and I think a lot of the the the, the meat was going to be. Barbara's illness wasn't it Barbara mm. being sick so it does it it works but it's like I say it's a bit truncated but um yeah the the big the big episode ending drama is uh, after disposing of a dead body in a in a brilliantly sort of British way they go we need to wash our hands now yes you've yes. just killed someone got rid of the body best wash your hands and that's, um, the, that, that's the cliffhanger. Yeah, that's the cliffhanger. I'm surprised Smithers don't just wipe it on his dirty lab coat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, the cliffhanger is the Doctor and uh, Susan are obviously in the sink. Um, so they climb down into the overflow. And then 
uh, Smithers is he fills the sink, doesn't he? It's like that's the big cliffhanger. Yeah. And I, I put in my notes. I thought this is this is probably dodgy even for me. Does this make it a kitchen sink drama? I thought the same thing, <laughs> yeah. and I was going to say it, but it's like, no, that's uh, too nasty. But well done, Ian. <laughs> yeah. no, I, you know, I don't mind bringing the tone. It down. is a kitchen sink drama. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, you're right. They hide in the overflow flow pipe, so the water just yeah. falls down in front of them like a waterfall, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, and in a, quite a nice effect. Um, again, I think it looks like an overlay or something like it that. It is. It's just yeah. been overlaid over the top. Yeah, yeah. but quite nicely done because this is all. Sort of, I mean, you, I, th- I think we forget, don't we? We're so used to Doctor Who being Doctor Who that this was really experimental stuff. Mm. No, no other show was trying to do this sort of thing on, you know, especially on such a budget. Mm. Um, but yeah, they, um, we get another wonderful trope that doesn't quite work for the person doing it. So, uh, Forrester and um, Smithers, Forrester decides to ring. The office of of um, Farrow. Farrow. Um, I keep thinking Farrell, but he was he was um, Terror the Orton's, wasn't he? Yes. Uh, yeah. So he he decides to call up, and he does that wonderful thing that's so set, set up so well in uh, Police Squad. He puts a handkerchief over the phone to disguise his voice. his voice. But brilliantly, the uh, receptionist on the other end immediately sees through it. Mm. It's like, that's the same guy. Well, he's just put a handkerchief over his phone. Um, <laughs> Forrester's an idiot, and he? he really hasn't thought this through, and he's not really good at this. It's such a, such a terrible little crime he's done, and he's rubbish. He thinks he's a big villain, doesn't he? he oh, he most certainly yeah. does. Yeah. Um, so this sets in motion uh, the the like I suppose it would be the the B plot where uh, the 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 the, the they get the police involved, basically. Um, but then we, we cut back to our uh, TARDIS crew, and um, right, again, rather sort of presciently, the the Doctor is looking at the, the notes, because they found the notes in the, uh, the briefcase, and uh, Smithers has made the poison, he's genetically altered it to be everlasting. Mm. Which is great, isn't it? Because, again... Very, very sort of uh, relevant to our times now, where we're worried about GM crops and mm. things like that. Um, I mean, this is this is much better done and much more interesting than a vaguely similar plot in uh, the last Lost Wo- uh, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. Jurassic World film um, with with the locusts. But yeah, really, really well done. And again, great, some great stuff, some great. Uh, Acting from Hartnell yeah. and, and Barbara because yeah. it, that that, that news yeah. doesn't go down well that it's no. an everlasting no. insecticide and she's got it on her, you know. Yeah, and once it's on you, that's it. It's just going to build up and build up in the body. Yeah, re- really good. Yeah, um, Jack, uh, Jacqueline Hill is great in this one. Mm. Really good uh, Barbara story. Yeah. Um, it, and again, something that's great is. On the on on this lab bench, the sense of scale is really good. Considering again, it's quite a small set. Mm. They've really sort of designed it well. But that that adds that goes in their favour because Land of the Giants, with their big budget, they very often did have a giant telephone, and you saw it in its entirety. Yes. And they would lift the handset off and turn the dial. Here, 
through budget and the fact you haven't got much space, you can only show two bits of the receiver, yes. so, of them lifting one, one end up and then putting a cork <coughs> in and then lifting the other end up and putting a cork in, yeah. um, and it, which it, is it, a good idea. It's a really good idea, and it's a great little, I mean, almost an action sequence, isn't it, if someone using the phone could be classed as that. Yeah, they, they decide that they're going to ring and try and call for the police um, to try and sort of stop this. Um, I love this as well. We cut back to Smithers and Forrester, and they find the dead fly. And at this point, Smithers is like, this, what? It, it's killing everything. It's like, did you do no tests, yeah. man? Yeah. You know. yeah. yeah, the others have worked this out from the notes. Yeah. You know, and it's only just occurring to you now. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's presumably tested it in the garden, or are we expected to believe that, again, he's so stupid that he's been flushing the chemicals down the drain and that's seeped out into the environment? And that's what's killed him, maybe. Yeah, that's what's killing it. Um, and then the, 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 the call to the police doesn't really go too well, although it does, does at least... Um, cause the receptionist again to to think there's something odd happening in this yes, house. Yes, yeah, so that's uh, good. Yeah. So it does work. But then they get the brilliant idea to start a fire. Yes. It's just wonderful. <laughs> it's like Hartnell was so, uh, so pleased at himself. Like, we'll start a fire. Like, and we get a lovely little um, line as well where the, they're talking about the Doctor being in the, the Zeppelin raids in World War One. Yes. Great. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. I bet. That, I bet there's a fan story or a big finish about that. You, or if there isn't, there will be. There will be. If anyone knows, is there a, is there a, a story where the doctors in the Zeppelin raids? Hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, 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 this flame trap that they managed to work yes. out, it does nobble Forrester, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It's really really well done as well. Because this this again is the sort of thing they would do regularly in. Uh, Land of the Giants, wasn't it? They'd have to combine stuff or do a little thing and use a match to do something or a fork. Um, but yeah, it works really well. So the the Doctor and uh, Susan and Barbara turn the tap on, and uh, the Doctor and Barbara turn the tap on the gas tap. You remember them from school? Yeah, oh, I we do. We used to just leave them on, <laughs> see what would happen. Turn them on, see what would happen. We also had asked. Do you remember the asbestos trays? The yeah. Mats yeah. That you put on the tripods. God, you wouldn't get away with that now. No, no, no. Um, no. Anyway, back to the plot. <laughs> yeah, they um, they rig it up so that the the gas jet is going against a canister of DN4. Um, and luckily, I mean, real lucky timing. I Forrester and Smithers come in, and uh, Forrester just happens to look down. He's like, "What's that?" As it Whoosh. explodes. Yeah, really good. <laughs> Um, good special effects as well. It's like it's really well done, yeah. um, and luckily at that point, uh, you know, PC Plod in comes the Bobby. Up, hello, yeah. hello, what's going on here? Um, to be fair, he immediately sort of grasps sort of what's happened, but then Smithers spills the beans, isn't it? He's realised that DN4, DN6 is um, is a danger, uh, and he, he he dobs in Forrester. Yes. Uh, it's, Quite a nice, tight, quick ending. I imagine again this is because of it. It was uh, truncated. Yeah. Um, and luckily, we we don't get any shots of them going back to the TARDIS, do we? It's like the Doctor goes, "Come on, let's get back to the TARDIS." Boom! They're in the TARDIS. And they're in the TARDIS with that seed. He's, yeah. The, doc- he's the Doctor's taking a seed with him, um, and it's to show so the Doctor can test that they're getting back to normal size. So the Doctor takes off. He reverses. Uh, 
what he did in the landing. And we, again, we get quite a nice special effects shot of the seeds shrinking down. Yeah. Which seems very simple, but this, this really was a tour de force of expensive special effects, this show. Um, that's probably why it's not appreciated now, because it's quite mundane to what you would do now. Yeah, you could do it. You could do this sort of thing on your phone, but back then it, w- it really was a an amazing thing. Yeah, um, I love as well. I love this era that they're all filthy. Oh, they get dirty the doctor's in hands when he's yeah. holding that holding that seed. His hands are worse than Smithers' coat. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'd love this. None, none of this, you know, instant clean uniforms and things like that that we get now. They're they're filthy. They're he's ragged. climbed up a drain pipe yeah. and it shows, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's really really good. This um, this shrinking of the seed, right? It, it, it shrinks down yeah. to its normal size, but the insecticide is still on it, isn't it? Yeah, the insecticide's still on it, but normally, um, because it's it, it 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 wasn't dangerous to humans because the human is so uh, much bigger system can can uh, get rid of it. So when Barbara comes back to full size, her immune system starts kicking in. Yeah, because the insecticide um, in her body has shrunk a tiny as well. Amount. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. tiny amount. Um, yeah, very very cleverly done, uh, and then we get a bit of a lead into. Uh, Dalek invasion of Earth. Yeah, World's End, isn't yeah, it? That's World's the very End. first yeah. story, and and um, that's it. That's the story over. Yeah, and it honestly, three episodes of cracking television. I really enjoyed this one. It's good after a, you know rather a um, bit of a struggle God, last yeah. time round towards the end. Um, you know, it, it's good to come back to a romp. Yeah, isn't and, it? as um, and that's what it is. Yeah, it's a romp. It's not. It's not world. You know, it's not universe ending or anything like that what was your thoughts because i didn't realize you knew nothing about it yeah no not at all what what were your thoughts on it afterwards no i I, I thought it was really good i i I thought the whole you know the 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 forester story was very pedestrian i mean you can see that on any crime drama i quite like the fact that the doctor goes we can't try and contact these people because one of them's a murderer therefore can't be trusted you know i quite like that i Every time we cut away from our friends, you know, to Forrester and Smithers and that, it weren't so interesting. But, yeah, yeah. no, to see them in, in those situations with those props, yeah, no, that is really it good. It's great, yeah. Yeah, the, the B-plot, the Forrester stuff, you could see that in Zed cars, couldn't you? Yeah, and Definitely. unfortunately a lot, because they've cut a lot out. A lot yeah. of episode three is just them two, and it's just yeah. not that interesting, is it? No, it, I it almost feels like the production team thought, well, we've got to solve that plot. It's like, I would have been happy that there wasn't a plot like that. Mm. We didn't need, I don't think you needed the murder side. No. You know, but, um, yeah, overall, I thought it was a cracking little fast paced tale as far as it's only three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot seemed to happen in it as far as effects and things like that. Just, yeah, not a lot of actual plot. No, but no, 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 I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. All right, behind the scenes then, this this thing where the BBC have been wrong and said that this fly was yeah. built for a, uh, a different production, um, I've got a quote from Rhys Jones, all right, who um, joined the visual effects department of the BBC in 1962, all right, um, after, after working on Doctor Who, you would go on to work on Doom Watch, Dad's Army, Oh. Um, and, 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 and the like. He says, this is him talking, um, visual effects had to provide a giant fly to alight onto the seeds and move in a realistic fashion. 
I made the fly for this scene and it was also my job to manipulate the fly in the studio. I used a series of nylon lines which were attached to the fly's abdomen, head, legs, wings and proboscis. These lines led up to the lighting grid high above the studio floor and were operated via a number of crossbars as used in puppet work. I even had one line in my teeth. (laughs) For some of the action it was necessary to remove the lines which was annoying as they were all about 30 feet long. And then the last bit he says about it, I thought of you. He says, assisting me at the time was a great character, an ex-actor by the name of Bertram Caldicott, stage name Bertram Tyrell. When Bertram was younger, he had worked with Will Hay. Wow. So, yeah. Someone in this production worked with Will Hay. Will Hay. That's amazing. So so all the props were built in-house then by BBC. Wow. That's even more impressive. Yep. And then I've got a um, a quote from Ray Cusack about it. Yeah. He says, this was a fun story to do. I enjoyed the challenge that the script presented me with design-wise, because in addition to the normal size sets and props, I had to create enlarged versions so that the Doctor and his companions could appear miniaturized. The production also included my first use of a glass shot to depict the upper part of the house on top of the bottom oh. half, which was scenery. Which, which is logical when up. you think yeah. about it. Yeah, they didn't go on location, but That's you've got true, yeah. an exterior of house. I uh, never even realised that was an effect. Yes, no. yeah, it's a glass that shot. Works, yeah. uh, and then we got glass again. He says, we didn't have the advantage of CSO back then, so you really had to use all your initiative to create the sequences required. One scene that I was very pleased with involved a miniaturised human approaching a giant's face as he lay dead on the floor. Oh, yeah. We pointed the camera at a four-foot-by-three-foot caption slide of the dead man's face and then introduced a half-silvered mirror at a 45-degree angle between the two. This allowed the camera to see the caption slide on one half of its viewfinder, whilst on the second half there was a mirror view of the seemingly miniaturised human acting in front of black drapes in another part of the studio. Considering the technological rim- limitations we had we had at the time, the shot worked really well. Yeah, no, it looks... Yeah. It looks very good for that. So it was actually not not even real overlay. It was uh, the mixed shot in camera. In, cra- wow. in camera, yeah, just like the glass shot of yeah. the um, of the top of the house. They're clever. Yeah, They're clever. Considering people. this is 1974, yeah. and as you say, they've got about a special effects budget of about two quid. Yeah, astonishing. Right. So we've got to think about that then. So yeah. and now we've got to think about the whole, you know, everything that we've just seen. To 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 um, you know make you believe that they were the size of an inch, we've got to think about the design first of everything we saw, and that yeah. includes creatures, props, and everything. I think that it, you know, as uh, Raymond said, that the design is amazing. It's so clever. They they've really carefully thought out what they could do, and use that in the script rather than like we said, if they'd have done a spider, it would have been awful. Mm. You know, and I think design was very, very clever, very clever indeed, and very well made. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. A nine. Okay, I gave it an eight. Yeah. All right, so that's eight and a half. And these uh, these designs, how effective were they? Um, I won't say they're perfect because there are a couple of bits, like we said, the, the small sets, stuff like that, and like the the especially because on uh, especially watching I watched this on the Blu-ray set 
and it's crystal clear. So you can see that a lot of stuff like the, the wooden stick through the seed packet is just painted, and mm. the grass you can see is a paint of it. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my nine. I think it. You, you're. You're. I, at no point did I think, or at no point was was I pulled out of the story by it. It just mm. worked. You. You imagine these people are shrunk. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm staying with my eight, so that's yeah. eight and a half. Um, I, I, I'm guessing, you know, they they knew their limitations, so that's yeah. why you don't have, you know, a jump cut to a face up of the fly's face to try and scare you. You don't. They never at all attempt to have the cats try and interact with them. Yes, it just ran off, you know, um, and that's very clever, isn't it? It's, they, it's, yeah, it's very clever because yeah, you're right. They could have easily overstretch themselves and it become laughable yeah oh there's a scene where the cat grabs hold of william hartnell and we're going to put him in wires it just wouldn't work so yeah they like the fly yeah you don't get any close-ups of it it's just sat there but it's moving really well i didn't realize it was um puppet controlled either i just assumed there was someone sat there you know with their hand in it or something um really good because at that point you i don't know whether you did but i i sort of thought uh, okay, they can't have moving creatures, so they're all going to be dead. And then you see the flies, like, oh my god, it's moving! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, very, very cleverly done. Yeah, yeah. I, I doff my hat to them. Yeah, I mean, they've got a giant bee, but it just drops down yeah. dead. Yeah, that's, that's genius because yeah. then you haven't got the quandary of how do we effectively um, animate yeah, how it? How do we do that? How do we, no, it's just have it dead straight away. It still works. You don't. I say you're not. I was never pulled out of the story. Um, I, yeah, very, very clever. Yeah, and also very inventive. Back yeah, then. and what's also really good about this story is the 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 giants, you know, the regular side people are never ever aware of the no. Doctor. Yeah, they didn't. They don't glimpse them once, do they? Yeah, which is no. very not um, Land of the Giants. Well, let's 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 because let's compare this with what it would be now. So we've, we recently did what orphan 55, which again was an ecological mm-hmm. morality tale. Um, you would have had, if it was done now, you would have a Hartnell turn into the camera. Of course, Chesterton, the evils of, uh, genetically modifying nature's wonder, blah, 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 blah. You'd have had all that sort of thing. Been talking to the camera, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah. Or you would have had a scene where, um, uh, you know, Forrester, traps him in a jam jar and you get this talk between the doctor and the villain yeah you don't need it no it's just so simple storytelling Mm. all right well that eight and a half puts the whatever we (laughs) yeah i don't (laughs) know what we're going to call it is it the effect planet of the planet of giants something it's in a caravan whatever it may be with the following uh the supreme dalek from the Dalek right. invasion of Earth. Oh, the next story. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, the Daleks from Power of the Daleks. Well, and Channing from Spearhead from Space. That's a good character. Isn't that amazing? That even though this is this is a completely lightweight and throwaway story, um, that it's held up with the Daleks. Yeah. Point wise. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. God knows what you're going to call this on the, uh, I don't the title card. I think I'm going to have to just call it Planet of, Dar- yeah. uh, Pla- Pla- Planet Planet of Giants. Giants. Yeah. Or Giants or something. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what image I'm going to put. No. The fly, I It's got to be the fly. It's got to be Barbara looking at the fly, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
All right, well, so that's eight and a half. That's a good start to the, this new run, isn't it? That is, yeah. Will it, yeah. That, will it carry on, I suppose, is the question. Well, yeah, well... Will until we hit bloody new Well, next time, um, um, you... It should. It's normally your choice for Patrick Troughton, but there's only one left, there's isn't there? There's only one left, yes. So uh, it's not a lot, a lot of point pretending. I think you might guess it. Yeah, um, our so, yeah, final look with Pat. Yeah, it's the faceless one. Yeah, which I've never seen. Have you never seen? I've um, I've got about halfway through it. Right. Uh, again. Um, oh, that's another. It's going to be another one where it's going to be really interesting to see what you make of it. I do you know anything about it? Or? Uh, is that the one that starts at Heathrow Airport? Is yes. It? Yeah, yeah, and and there's somebody in, there's that, there's a room with crates and things like that. Yes. I think I'd started watching the you know the screen capped you know uh, version. Yeah. I've ne- I've never bought the animated one, and I think oh, I'll right. stick with the screen capped one. Yeah, I, I'm watching the screen capped one. I have seen the animated one, but they do change a lot of the the designs and the look. It's another one of those where they didn't try and do it to fit what was shown. Isn't that so the you, one you, where they, they've put in wanted posters of the master? Correct. Yeah, yeah. There's see, a lot that of puts me off. Things like that. Um, but the, the, the box set, that, well, it's not really a box set, but the Blu-ray set, that the, the steel book that it came in, the, the recon is really good. They've done a, put a lot of effort into it. Um, so I'm not sure what the one is on YouTube. Oh, right. How good that will be. But I don't know whether it's worth you buying the whole... Because it's not a cheap Blu-ray, is it? I'll think, think about it. Well, of yeah. course, we've got two weeks to think about it because, uh, yes. yeah, yeah, there isn't one next week. Uh, work's oh, yeah, got in the way again. again yeah. yeah, I'm on late again next week. So we've got two weeks to, to, to ponder uh, over that. Where, are you going to um, do a little double checking of your sinks in your laboratories at your work? <laughs> see if there's any little shrunken time lords? I, I, I will, I promise, tomorrow. Good. All right. Yeah. You'll, never, you'll never drain a sink again. Without thinking. Without thinking. Oh, Billy might be down, down there. down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if you get, like, like, you get stopped by, like, the headmaster or something, and you're, you've got your head under the sink. He goes, what, what are you doing there? And you go, I'm just seeing if William Hartnell's under it. I'm, lo- I'm looking for yeah. a William Hartnell, sir. Looking for a tiny willy. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you can't say, say that, that in a school. girl's school. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Oh, dear. All right. Okay, folks. Well, yeah, join us in two weeks. Yes. Yeah, join us for now, and we will see if uh, the Faceless Ones is any good. Well, let, let, let's see. All right. Nice Cheers, Ian. Good right. stuff. Thanks, Ian. Bye-bye. Bye.